This episode is brought to you by Health IQ. Health IQ believe the best way to improve the health of the world is to celebrate the health conscious through social and financial rewards. They have used science and gathered data to convince insurance companies that health-conscious people, including cyclists, deserve lower rates in life insurance. Health IQ have helped tens of thousands of people secure billions of dollars in insurance coverage. For a free life insurance quote, visit healthiq.com speed. Again, that is healthiq.com speed. And now, on with the show. Girls, and we are back. Episode 169 of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast, the least professional, least knowledgeable, least informed podcast ever. We are at speedmetalcycling.com. And we'd like to thank the people who make this podcast possible. Who? Our sponsor, Health IQ, healthiq.com slash speed, of course. And they're awesome, awesome, awesome patrons and all of you guys for listening even if you're not giving a shit money we thank you too for downloading and listening to our dumb shit today's episode dedicated to the memory of mr george romero who was born in the bronx came to pittsburgh to go to cmu made a whole bunch of awesome zombie movies and he was very influential on my life because of all the horror movies that he did and just Making the genre amazing. Anyway, with me today, Full House, Klaus, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Are we going to acknowledge what's happening? Not yet. I will get to that. Mike, how are you doing, sir? I'm great. Good. Natalia, how are you doing, ma'am? I'm coming from the future. Well, what happened is that we had recorded half the episode and then technical difficulties made it so that we had to re-record it. We had this long conversation about George Romero and zombie movies and Mike seeing Light of the Living Dead when he was too young. And believe me, the conversation was... You seeing The Exorcist when you were too young. And me seeing The Exorcist when... But the very most important question that I need to ask again, you guys, what are the chances of you joining Strava? Oh, zero percent. Mike. Negative two and a half percent. Wait, it went up wow. a half percent since the last <laughs> it, half hour? Man. Wow. 30 minutes. And, it went down. Okay. It yeah. was up Klaus. Half hour. Klaus? I said I'm not totally opposed to it. I just, I would not use the the social, like, component, like what people use it for the as internet, a way of keeping part. rides or whatever. For me personally, like a private library, I'm not opposed to it. Okay. Okay. okay, that sounds good. Uh, but Natalia, now that you are a member of Strava and that you're actually a member of the Speed Metal Cycling uh, fan club group, or I don't know, whatever, you, I don't know what the hell it's called. Why do you do that? Like, can you invite people to parties like you do on Facebook, or do you like put like, no, it's this cycling. is what I made for dinner, guys? I know, I know it's cycling, but I mean, can you also do that? 
Can you also like, hey, everybody who did more than 5,000 uh, meters of elevation of climbing this week, if you're invited to my house. If you did less than 5,000, stay the fuck home. I don't know. Can you do that? Are you, too? Are you like asking that? if you can slide into DMs in Strava? Because <laughs> <laughs> then I will join because then I'm in. Now I'm in. Now I'm interested. I will have to research that to research that and get back to you, Mike, because I I have been there only for two days, and they have the the club is private, so you have to mm. get authorized to join. So it's not a public mm. like everyone wants to join. No, wait, so wait, so to, who, who approves it? Who approves it? The guy that founded the the fan club. Oh, Richard. So, yeah. So how does he know if the people that are trying to join are actual listeners or not? Because I they, don't know. Like I think the the first thing that he checks is that uh, the Patreon, Patreon, Patreon list, because oh. the Patreon list is, is there. So like, it's one of the things that he checks. And then I don't oh, know. That's nice. I don't I know. Mean, I'm guessing that yes. he may be, I mean, if the person looks kind of legit, then he lets the person in. And then if it See, turns out that it's kind of I like mean, fishy, then we kick him out. I don't know how that goes, but that I is one thing. And then a, they have, what? No, I should send him a, a message because you just said, if they look legit, he lets them in. If they look legit, they're probably not listening to this podcast. You know what I mean? I mean, legit as in a person, not a, a boat. Oh, that's not an egg. Boat, not a, yeah, because yeah. if it's a robot not riding a, robot. a bicycle, that, that's cheating. No, 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 no it's not, not a, a Trump robot. Trump. Unless, legit unless as, it's Trump as an actual <laughs> human being. But now that you mentioned that they have, these, right out. <laughs> <laughs> they have a, a message board for the members. And oh. That's how you can coordinate stuff you know yeah. what i may join strava just to do that do, do i have to ride a bicycle do no I have to you don't have to you don't have to you can just open an account and then just be a hmm. sniper but also don't local. runners use uh strava too runners swimmers yeah but yeah. here's the thing the, the reason that i wouldn't use it as a runner the same reason that i wouldn't use it as a as a bike rider i number one don't want anybody to know where i'm riding hmm. and number two i don't want anybody to know how horrible of a cyclist I am. You know what I mean? Like with running, I mean, whatever. I just Dude, run. I sock. Come join me. We can sock together in Strava. That's no. fine. Can I, oh, can I put like my spin class stuff in Strava? What? I think so. If you record, if you have it recorded somehow. Yeah. I mean, then... what, what do I need? I, I have time. I have distance. I have yeah, all that's that stuff. It. If you have that and it's just a regular yes. file, you can just upload it there and it, awesome. it shows up as the trainer. <laughs> Trainer thingy, and it's just like your data right there. I'm doing it. I'm joining Strava and I'm putting my spin class. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I just saw the four horses of the apocalypse. <laughs> People, yeah. the four horses of the apocalypse. Your loved ones that you love them because this is a clear sign that the world is going apocalypse. to end. I'm gonna yeah. tell you something. The four horsemen of the apocalypse: Klaus, Mike, Natalia, and Dan. <laughs> what are they? Death, death, famine. Um, what are they? I know, I know those two. Death and famine. What are the others, guys? No biblical like uh, knowledge here. Oh, uh, oh, the other thing that we talked about before we had to re start re-recording was we talked about weird science and what an awesome movie it is, mm. and how eighties. Uh, Movies in the 80s used language that we would now never use, like the F word. But also, there was like boobs in pretty much every movie. And these movies were rated like PG-13. Yes. It's crazy. And then we mentioned how some 80s movies are insanely racist. 
and you brought up um, Soul Man. White Chicks. And White <laughs> Chicks. But even Soul Man. The other thing that he said was uh, the guys in Weird Science putting on uh, a white bra on their heads while they're doing the experiment. And then Mike said that that's how she records the podcast. But then he puts on a black bra. So the lady came out black for... for that's not what Actually, I said. Actually, not brown. That's not what I said. That's and like, then you created... It is lovely how you um, are just twisting objection. words now Mike, and making up created, No, Mike wore a, a brown bra, and that's how he created his girlfriend, Maya, Maria Paola. I, I object. <laughs> I object to all of this. <laughs> is it racist? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It's inaccurate. It's, it's also yeah, inaccurate. Yeah. Maybe inaccurate. Yeah. Okay, I got it. it they are death, famine, war, and Liable. conquest. What is it? Death, famine, what? War and conquest. Those are the death? four. But wait, is death wow. one of them? Death is, yeah, death is the main one. Is the it one sounds like death. conquest one. They're all death. I don't understand. Do I talk to the Bible people that wrote this shit. I don't know. King James? Uh, no, it's Book of Revelations. <laughs> is the, the, okay. I don't think King James wrote the Book of Revelations. Yeah, I think that was another guy. Constantine, maybe. Yes. No, actually, the, the the book of Revelations. I'm probably gonna show how ignorant that I am, but isn't the book of Revelations actually all written by John? What Jesus told John, right? What is I, the book of Revelations? Translate that. Well, to do Spanish. you all earth and sea for the devil sees the beast to his wrath because he knows the time is short. Let him who has understand and reckon the number of the beast for his number. Revelations <laughs> is, is the last one about the end of the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. Whatever that's called. Okay. Yeah, the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah it's, it's called the Book of the Apocalypses. Oh, Isn't yeah. Constantine a guy that was on uh, American Idol? <laughs> no. <laughs> the guy with long hair? <laughs> yeah, there was a guy, Constantine. Oh, really? Well, yeah, that, he looked like the singer from the Soundgarden. The, the, comic book, the comic book Constantine is pretty damn good. And that movie with Keanu Reeves is not that good. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Well, what movie with... Keanu Reeves is really good. Uh, John, John, Wick. John, Wick. John Wick 1 and 2. Thank you very much. Actually, yes, you're absolutely mm. right. And I got another one for you. Uh, 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 River's Edge. Speed. River's Edge. Speed. Speed. Uh, not Speed 2, Cruise Control. Not so much. He's not in that. Keanu Reeves is not in that one. I yeah. never saw it. So I don't know. He I think he, didn't he <laughs> pass on that one so he could make... Um, the Matrix? Uh, yeah. They're, re they're like rebooting the rem they're like they're they're rebooting a sequel of the Matrix. That's what that's I heard. idiotic. Oh, <laughs> listen! Since we're talking movies, I just heard today. I don't know if this is a rumor or not. Quentin Tarantino is looking to make a movie about the Manson murders. Yeah, that's true. That's do you need? Do you, do you hear who he's thinking about, or he wants to, or the rumor is who's going to play Manson? Who? No, Uma Thurman. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Huh? How oh, awesome nice. is that, dude? That's pretty good. And um, <laughs> what's the name of that? Um, um, the, the the woman, um, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel Jackson. No, uh, the 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 lady from the Manson murders, the real lady, um, Squeaky from <laughs> the actress Sharon Tate. <laughs> No, yeah, Sharon Tate, thank you. Yes, Sharon Tate. They were saying that uh, they, that who he may, uh, he may get um, that girl who played, um, damn, 
damn it. See, this is not scripted. Off the cuff, man. Uh, Harley Quinn, the girl that played Harley Quinn, would play her. And I looked them up, and they looked exactly the same. It's oh, crazy. yeah, that's I true. I like they look. It's that really is true. weird. Anyway, if anybody can make this movie kick ass, it's going to be Quentin Tarantino. You were talking about good Keanu Reeves movies, not that many. Good Quentin Tarantino movies, pretty much all of them. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, yeah. my least favorite of his movies, uh, least favorite, well, Four Rooms, his thing in it is not very good. That doesn't count. Planet Terror is not that good. Oh, yeah, you like the Grindhouse? You don't like the Grindhouse movie? I, I do, but I can... I, I, but they're not my favorites, and I can see how somebody would be like, those movies are horrible. Like, Shut yeah, up. Yeah, whatever. But I mean, in Kurt Russell, Bastard, Kurt Russell is great. Death Trap is so fucking good. Uh, yeah, I mean, Sidney Poitier's daughter, whose name is Sidney Poitier. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm doing, too. I want to name my daughter Dan. <laughs> ah, it's going to be awesome. The Hateful Eight is great. It's just, I don't know, he's, he's good. Jackie anyway. Brown? Yeah, Jackie Brown's great. It's a good movie, yeah. I mean, Dust Till Dawn? Oh, Dust Till Dawn is one of my favorite movies, mm. though. But the reason that that movie is good is because, you know, he wrote half of it and then directed the yes, other half. That's right. And then Richard Rodriguez wrote the other half, and so they directed each other's halves. Oh, so Little good. Nicky with Adam Sandler? What? <laughs> he didn't do that, did he? <laughs> no. I just wanted to see it for a minute. You guys would go, oh, that's terrible. That movie's horrible. <laughs> Little Nicky. Oh. By the way, did you guys see that uh, in the Orica backstage pass thing? It comes up that uh, Esteban Chavez loves Adam Sandler movies. Oh, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, his new movies. Like he w- maybe he was funny, but you know, he's not very funny anymore. He goes, no, that guy is hilarious. And he loves the movie 50 first dates <laughs> with Adam Sandler. And he, I think he was reading also, uh, like, a, a romance novel or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but you know that, that movie 50, 50 first dates, it's actually, it's, it's weird. It's, it's a good story and it's cute. It's definitely not a funny movie. It's not a comedy. I don't know if he likes Adam Sandler being funny, but the movie has a really weird ending. Hmm. Like I don't little know if Nick- you guys remember that movie at all. No, not Little Nicky. Oh, Fifty First Dates. It's really fucking weird. This girl keeps yeah. forgetting who she is, and then basically at the end they're like, "Oh, every morning she wakes up, we tell her who she is, and then life goes on as usual." Like, oh. She's oh he's like oh uh, meet your daughter and the daughter's like six years old she's like oh hi mom and the mom is like oh hi like what it's like Memento but with Adam Sandler <laughs> he's like a really terrible Memento yeah. well you know um, there was a documentary a long time ago about Woody Allen and his band being on tour called Wild Man Blues and he's in France. And all these people are coming up to him and, you know, it's just a sensation that he's in France. And he looks to the camera at one point and he goes, I think my movies definitely gained something in translation. Like, I can't explain this. <laughs> and he's he's being humble, like, but at the same time, he's for real. He's like, I don't get it. <laughs> and I honestly think that for Esteban Chavez, Adam Sandler must gain something in translation if he's watching it in Spanish. I know he could not watch it in English. He speaks the language. But I don't understand how he could be that into Adam Sandler. Old Adam Sandler movies, maybe. But Oh, something else I wanted to do, but now I, I wanted to say, but now I can't remember if I said it already in this recording or if it was in the last recording. The eight years ago thing, the Facebook thing that reminded oh, no. me that eight, that eight years ago, Klaus and I were in Andorra for the Tour de France. 
Yeah. And how you took a photo of a random fat dude in his tidy whities like in the balcony of his house with a Catalonia flag waiting, like watching. So now the dude is fat. A beautiful memory. In the previous no, no, version, no, he was, always fat. He was just a regular no. dude in tidy no, whities. Klaus said, now Klaus, he's a fat Klaus dude. Said, no, Klaus said, I said he was chubby large. or ample or large. Large, yeah. okay. I didn't. Yeah, ample. <laughs> I'll find the uh, I'll find the picture. I still have it somewhere. And then also, ah, shit! I forgot that I, I I was dedicating this episode to somebody else too, and I was gonna send a shout out, and I didn't. Fuck. All right. Um, so oh, you friends. you have to say the hello to the to the club that drinks. Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. The beer in calories yeah. or whatever. I don't believe it. They're not gonna fucking be listening this deep into the podcast. So who cares? Um, Alright, right, so the, the Tour de France is going on, guys, and I don't know if you guys knew that it was going on. Apparently, I know who knew who it was going on. It's uh, Natalia's grandma, right? Yeah, my grandma is because grandma. now all the members of my family and extended family that don't give a crap about cycling the rest of the year, all of the sudden are super interested in Tour de France and they are congratulating me because, oh my gosh, Uran is doing so well. Do you think he can win? As oh come on, let it be over. And we pointed out that your grandma is a big poser, and she yeah. probably doesn't <laughs> even know what the Vuelta Murcia is. Yeah. So yeah. shame. <laughs> but then, so basically, you, your grandma, and the rest of your family are basically like everybody in the world when it comes to the Olympics. All of a sudden, everybody's like, "Oh my god, ice skating! Oh yeah, gymnastics! Oh yeah, I know all of." And the poor gymnastics fans and stuff are like, "What a bunch of fucking posers." <laughs> well, my dad actually knows what's going on because he kind of follows cycling longer than the other ones but yeah you have like these parakite para, like yeah the ones that just like, happens to, yeah they parachute yeah. in just for the tour so, de france you know and something so your dad, what you're saying is your dad knows about the tour of murcia I don't know if he knows about the Tour of Murcia. Uh, to be honest, I don't know that we know about the Tour of Murcia. Yeah, really. I was like, is there a Tour of Murcia? <laughs> but if there is, who won it? Who won it? If there is a Tour of Murcia? Let me hear. No, of course, no, no. There's, there's a, of course it's a Vuelta Murcia. Come on. <laughs> Vuelta Murcia, no. Tour of Murcia. Don't, don't confuse okay. me. Okay, I'm sorry. Vuelta Murcia. Alejandro but, Valverde uh, won this year. Come on. Pedro Delgado won it. Why are we using the word Valverde when we have a beautiful drop made for that? Yeah, yeah. For what? Jonathan Restrepo was second. I just looked it up. Yeah. Valverde. There yes. you go. Hey, is Hans, is Hans in the house? Oh. <laughs> there you go. Let me tell you guys and Hans a little story. Is that a friend of mine from Colombia, Alejandro, his parents got divorced when he was, you know, like in his thirties or whatever. And so the dad and the mom, you know, live apart, but during July, yeah, yeah, yeah. The mom <laughs> and the dad are no longer mom and dad, but the dad during the, the tour de France goes back to the mom's house, which is his old house and watches the, the entire tour de France stage there. He's retired now because it's Why a tradition you have to go back. I don't understand. I don't know why. It's not a very good story, but it's a Maybe puzzling one. When Ale and Alejandro tells me that, and I'm like, does your dad still do it? And he goes, yeah, of course. He's not going to watch a tour alone. I'm like, so he sits there and watches it with his old maid that is no longer his maid. And sometimes his well, ex-wife does the longest. Just because he's the ex-wife, you don't have to call her a maid. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
but that's how into uh, the Tour de France Colombians are. Like, he's not going to watch it somewhere else. He's going to watch it where he watched it always, his old house. I am wondering how many Tour de France fans uh, have been... I basically left the Tour de France this year and being like, fuck this shit, dude. My friends are all right. Cycling sucks. God, it's been painfully boring. Painfully boring. There's been... No, okay. you don't know which way it's going to go. Dan Martin could attack. Oh, I love it when they're like, oh, this is the closest. They keep saying this is the closest Tour de France to this point that we've ever had. Well, if everybody just rides every single stage right next to each other, everybody would be at zero seconds from each other. And that would be close as fuck. That doesn't mean that it's going to be a fucking. <laughs> oh, the time trial is half a kilometer long. So then the distances between the guys are less than a second. Everybody rides in the peloton all the way to Paris. Closest Tour de France ever. Exciting? Yeah. Fuck no. Hilarious. <laughs> Hell yeah. Trademark. <laughs> Daniel is skull crusher. I but I get a kick out of things that whenever something happens to Froome, everyone stops. <laughs> dude, that's a fucking thing. Like, when, when are they going to eat you in the lockers, dude? Is this the bully of the school? <laughs> you know that you have to respect him otherwise be careful man (laughs) I heard I heard that this morning Chris Froome skipped half of his breakfast he couldn't eat it because he he was there late alright he may have a tummy ache nobody attack him for the next week okay because it's wrong you know why it's wrong because social media says it's wrong when he went off the fucking thing when he missed that curve and went into the RVs and then robbed that fucking poor family how come they didn't attack I understand nobody everybody just looks at each other Everybody just looks at each other like, should we do anything? I don't know, because then Twitter... I don't want to lose my lunch money. Not today. (laughs) But in that other stage, uh, when he had a mechanical or whatever, AG2R definitely tried to go for it. They were already going. It's not that the thing triggered. They were already going and then had the the change of wheel by Katowski. No, because the race was already on and therefore Twitter wouldn't be mad. The whole fucking thing is (laughs) bullshit. It's bullshit. And I don't remember if I said this last last episode, but when everybody was all pissed off about like, oh, how come the Mar gets away with doing this and doing that and blah, 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 blah. Because there's an unwritten rule in cycling that says that in the Tour de France, French riders get the benefit of the doubt. That's an unwritten rule. You don't like it? I don't like it. Well, then you should also not like the stupid unwritten rule that if it's a mechanical, if it's a this, if it's a that, maybe he's missing his girlfriend. Uh, he wasn't looking the right way. Then we can't attack the yellow jersey. Respect the yellow jersey. Respect the yellow jersey. How's this for respect? The person that gets to Paris wearing their yellow jersey should be the strongest rider, not the one that most people felt sorry for and couldn't attack at the right time. But what about Dan Martin? Have you noticed he's been attacking? Dan Martin is very interesting. Did you see? He's like ninth at like 97 seconds. What the hell is the difference? No. Did you see Dan Martin? Good for him. I'm talking about disrespect to the yellow jersey, all right? From Aru with that fucking face only a mother could love. (laughs) Only a proctologist could love. (laughs) Oh! Wow, wow, wow. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Mike, what, what, are you, what, what say you about it? Actually, have you been watching the Tour de France? I know you've been really busy with work and stuff, so. Mm, not really. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, who do you think is winning right now? <laughs> Valverde. No, yes. <laughs> 
I was actually. I, I did look at the results one day and I was like, Fabio Aru is in yellow. What is going on in this tour? <laughs> What's going Mike on is he's the, the only one with a ball to do anything. D- Dan, Dan Martin, could, long. he could have the yellow jersey. Dan Martin, it would be great. How come is Dan Martin? No, I like your theory, Klaus, but I don't see how that's going to happen. No, of course not. Okay, if you guys, I mean, I don't know if you guys hate humanity or not and really believe that it deserves to be obliterated and the true four horsemen of the apocalypse need to come here and just eradicate this fucking horrible big systems that we all have. Just go to the to uh, cycling news and just read the comments in their comment thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, what? Some of the, uh, anything. It don't, just any article. Just read the comments below. Whew, God damn. Is Anesti, get up your arse somewhere there? <laughs> I don't know. But it's crazy because I was reading actually about that. I don't know if you guys saw this thing. Uh, when Contador crashed for the, I don't know, fourth or fifth time. And that's not an exaggeration. I believe it's the fourth time that he crashed. And uh, he went down with a teammate with that uh, Austrian dude, uh, Gogol. He gets Google. up and... Google no. is raising well, the Tour yeah. de France. Google. <laughs> he is on the ground and he looks, I mean, his jersey's torn and shit. He's like on his butt sitting down. His bike is next to him. He's like, uh, or like, you know, barely getting up. Contador gets up, grabs his bike, doesn't even look at his teammate at all. I mean, not, not even to like, are you okay? Or are you going to give me a wheel or nothing? He, like the dude is not even there. And he just gets on his bike and goes. It was outrageous. I thought, like, wow, that's really kind of weird. And I found a thing on Cycling News about it. Oh, my God. That's what, that's why I see. But because when, when you do, when you dope for such a long time, you, you <laughs> like lose concentration. Like, all this dumb shit. I was like, what, what are you talking about? You people are just, people really, really hate Alberto Contador. Did you see all the people booing uh, Chris Froome? Yes, I know. Yeah. But I that, that was because it was Bardet's territory. That's the reason why. Well, yeah, of course. Because no one likes Chris Froome. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm just seeing what the guy told reporters. You know, the other thing that why? I really enjoy in the rest days is this hunt for the cyclists that are wearing long sleeves in the rest day right <laughs> it's just what? funny how you have these pictures of people posting it's like see see that's the only one wearing sleeves the other ones really? are Why? not make your own conclusions what hmm. 26 26 Why celsius out there and then they are just posting these conspiracy theories my dear Klaus, the ones that says oh, that if you maybe have injections or something, then you have punctures Whoa, to hide. The marks. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a little slow. I didn't know. No, no, no. That's, but yeah, they, they are hunting for pictures of that. The 26. Is like, why is he so cold? He's 26 Celsius out there. <laughs> I do have to say there was uh, in the mid 90s. When bands in the post-grunge era started to get to their drug stage, it was pretty fun to sit there and spot them on late-night shows. I particularly remember the band Lush, a band from England with a singer with red hair. 
and seeing their track marks on non-HD television on Conan O'Brien, like, wow, not even long sleeves. Like, they were really obvious. So, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. No, but listen, uh, kind of sort of back to uh, to cycling. You know why Roman Bardet won that crazy stage? He was late for his shift at Hot Topic. <laughs> oh, come on. His hair is very... Uh... Hot, hot topicy, yeah, no, it is. He's he's hot topicy. Um, okay, okay so favorite no. moment of the Tour de France so far? Oh God, it's gonna be fucking slim pickings. Oh, I mean, you can say none. You can say none. That's fine. Rigoberto dance interviews yeah. in Spanish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if it's because it's like dumb and ridiculous, then there's a couple. But like, where I was just like, fuck yeah, dude, this race rules. I don't think I've done that. Once, um, favorite moment of the tour. I don't know. Let, let me let me think about that. But Mike, Mike do you have any? Have yeah. you seen enough <laughs> to have here. one? Ins and I outs. Have, I have not. I have none. Okay. Zero. <laughs> uh, you know. Two. You know. One of my favorite things. One of my favorite things about this tour actually is that new little graphic that tells you how long there is to go until the next KOM. I like that. They're climbing, and you're usually like, how long to go until the... Now he tells you. I like By the that. way, leave it to the American NBC broadcasters to strip away the better on-screen graphics that the French came up with and mm-hmm. botch it up with their horrible crap with a scrolling bar at the bottom that makes it look... Oh, uh, like really? Terrible. And they oh, switch people... between miles and kilometers, too. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like, they should, know, that's, yeah, that's really important that you know exactly how many miles there's left in a... God, people are so no, dumb. No, no, no. But at the same time, you know, actually it'd be hilarious if they start like broadcasting American football in Colombia or something, and they they're like, they actually say that in meters instead of 10 yards. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, awesome. super steep like finishes, just something really steep at the end is always exciting, kind of. Oh, absolutely. No? No, no, no. I mean, absolutely. But that stage was supposed to be the craziest stage to end all crazy stages. And it was absolutely boring and shit until 250 meters to get. So I'll say it's this. It's the same thing with basketball. Same thing with basketball. Why play a whole game of basketball if the last minute is going to be exciting? Just skip the rest, have, the, have both teams show up, 100 points each, play for a minute, be done. Just have the race stop. Sorry, what the fucking thing then? I will say this. Do you guys remember when MC Hammer became. Hardcore and put out the funky headhunter. I reference this all the time. Of course we do. <laughs> yeah, of course. He started wearing Atlanta Falcons, everything, and all of a sudden he tried to. And his idea of tough was looking almost like naughty by nature, which is kind of silly. Mm. You should do what you're good at. Like MC Hammer, be MC Hammer. <laughs> Tour de France, be the Tour de France. Don't try to be the Giro. Don't try to have a. I mean, I like the super steep little stuff at the end. Oh, no, I like it. I love it. Happen. Short stage is good. But I think short stage is good. I think the tour should stay the tour and not try to be gimmicky. It's the tour. Agree. Be the The tour. Giro, be the the Giro. Listen, the problem is not the ASO. The problem is not Team Sky. The problem is the culture of the peloton nowadays looks down upon certain things that would make the race a lot more exciting. And then it punishes something like what Sagan did, which is ridiculous. 
Is Sagan an asshole? Yes. For doing it? Yes. Of course. Should they have thrown him out of the race? They should throw out everybody, everybody who did not attack in those two freaking stages in the Pyrenees. Everybody should be fucking thrown out of the race. <laughs> be, Qualified. Team Sky would be left. I think. For lack of courage. Do you remember yeah. at that yeah, one I mean, point? That's embarrassing. That gives cycling a bad name. When Sagan got thrown out and you want, and you said if it was a French guy, it wouldn't have happened. And then when Rigoberto and who else got the 40-second penalty and then... Oh, the, uh, yeah, the 20-second 20, 20 penalty. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. the French rider... Bardet. Didn't? <laughs> Bardet. Bardet. Was, didn't? He wasn't, yeah, he was Roman Bardet. There you go. <laughs> so then they, 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 they were like, whoops, I'm sorry, we, we meant to. But then that's, that's fine with me because guess what? It's a Tour de France. French people, they're not going to penalize that guy with 20 seconds too. No, no, but you know, also, also, in the suelo, you know, everybody on the bed or everybody on the floor, and they wanted the guy to be on the bed because he's the French guy. So then, all right, where to, where to run? And you, you, you I do also have to say that you have to reframe the Tour de France, and I think there are these expectations that something amazing is going to happen, but we know that it's not the usually the most entertaining grand tour it's not the best kind of racing so i think if you take it that way then eh. you know no, no I, I listen i understand but i mean last last year's tour wasn't the most exciting race ever of course not it was n but it was that was better than this one it was it was better than this one and, and, and the reason that i'm having a problem with this one like i said is I, I just think that this whole like social media thing is getting out of hand where if you do anything then everybody turns to, to social media to either like validate what they did or see social media says what you did is wrong. I told you it was wrong. It's like people are really honestly afraid. The press, the ASO, and the writers. I mean, look at the guy. Of social they media. changed their logo, and social media made them turn it back. But you know, because I'm not really on, oh, I'm not on social well. media. I don't know any about of this, so for me, it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, so then you're like, wait, why aren't people attacking? Oh, because you have to respect the yellow jersey. Respect the fucking yellow See, jersey. See, fucking. But Dan Martin yeah, was not so much on because he's attacking. No, he is attacking, and Adam Yates attacked as well. Yes, fine. Contador and Quintana had their little attack. Yes, but there's mm -hmm. a lot of just looking each other around, and it may be, it may be. That just nobody has the legs, and that's just what it is, which is why, like, Froome had his bad day as well. Just may maybe it's just everybody's out of legs, in which case everybody has been disrespecting the Tour de France because nobody got there with enough legs to be able to win it. In which case, if I were the ASO, I'd be like, sorry, we are not awarding a yellow jersey <laughs> this year. You're all a bunch of pussies. Get the fuck out of here. It's I do have to say the dumb, the crappiest thing that can happen in a Grand Tour is everyone being so even or everyone being having to be so conservative because you're just trying to survive, which happens in really long stages. And yeah, that's kind of the anti-excitement of a grand tour for sure. Yeah. Mike, you were going to say something. Yeah. Uh, I, <clears throat> I think this respect the yellow Jersey thing is an aberration that only existed when Lance scared the living shit out of everyone and made them respect the yellow Jersey. Before that, Bernard Hinault was being respected with or without the fucking yellow jersey. <laughs> he, would, he would punch you in the face. He did not care. No, yeah, but I maybe. think I think back to there's a there's a there's a point there's a there's an image in one of the in the early two thousand tours where Lance got crashed out by a, someone's musette, and Tyler Hamilton goes to the front and like slows everybody down, 
And then everyone's like, this is the gent- most gentlemanly sport in the world. Look at this. They're respecting the yellow jersey has fallen. And, and I just think that the U.S. Postal just ran the show for five or ten years. And then now it's back to just like every, anything goes. It should be back to anything goes. Right. Within, right. Within, within reason, of course, within reason. But I think that a mechanical, tough shit, you're riding a bicycle. Natalia said this last time. Just like when you're racing in a car, if you get a flat tire, people don't slow down. Oh, dude, I got a flat tire. We got to wait until he gets into the pits. Let's just chill here for a second. Once he catches back up and everybody's yeah. going to let him throw. Dude, you're riding a bike. The bike is part of what's going on. If your legs fail, then can we attack? Because your bicycle <laughs> failed and we weren't allowed to. If your legs do, is that okay? I'm not really sure. Hey, if you all of a sudden have to stop because you can't hold your poop inside anymore, do we have to do that? I'm not sure. Am I gonna res- is that this respectful thing? No, you know what? You have to shit. You pull over, fuck off. That means you don't deserve that jersey. You know who deserves that jersey? The guy that grabs his cap, poops in it, and then throws it off. <laughs> like, so... Listen, it's not about like, oh, that's a cheap way of winning or whatever. It's a fucking race. It's a race. Pushing somebody off their bike, of course not. I mean, that's just terrible. How about pooping on someone? Pooping in somebody. If you can win by pooping on somebody, you deserve two wins. The next two races, you win. Now that we're making the rules, that needs to be legislated, right? Yes. If you can prove Flinging your poop like a monkey. <laughs> you, okay. you get a 20-second tw- bonus for every other rider you hit. <laughs> no, no. You, yeah, why not? you know what I mean. And I, I, listen, I think that a lot of people think this in their heads. Like, it should just be a race. But then they're, they're afraid to say it or something. I really mm. can't believe that a because fan... Because they don't want to disrespect the yellow jersey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you're being disrespectful to the... Not, not you, Natalia. I mean... People are being disrespectful to the yellow jersey by giving it so much, like, by putting it in this like crystal, like like little box. Don't touch it. The yellow jersey. He's wearing the yellow jersey. Nobody should touch him. You should no, only please. be able to attack him when he is at a hundred percent. No, absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. And I know people are like, well, that's because it hasn't happened. What if Nairo Quintana was wearing They're like tough fucking shit, dude? That sucks. Quintana's fucking crashed out of fucking races before. Plenty of times, yeah, actually. Like, so yeah, it does, it's, Quintana, it's the way that it is. And Quintana is not the, is not the guy problems. that waits around for people. I mean, we have seen Absolutely it. He's not. not no, he's just he racing full <laughs> all the time. He's, he's not. Oh, he's such an asshole. Yeah. Oh, Contador is such an asshole because he didn't fucking wait for Schleck. Because Schleck, I barely ride a bicycle. I know how to fucking change gears. <laughs> he's a freaking pro. And he couldn't even figure out that you don't put the... What? And then Contador has to explain and make up a story like, oh, I looked back, but I didn't see what was going on or whatever. The explanation should have been like, he wasn't riding anymore and I was. I could pedal and he couldn't. I don't give a crap why it is. <laughs> I win. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, we need to put an end to this whole thing and never look down on a rider that continues to do it. Within reason, of course. I'm not saying, like I said, nobody's going to start pushing each other or whatever. And truly, I mean, if there's a terrible crash and like half of the peloton goes down, then yeah, you have to assess the situation, see what happens. I mean, like uh, the, the Cancellara thing that happened la- oh, last year, yeah, yeah, 
where he actually went up and was like, dude, let's chill for a second because we don't know who the, what the hell just happened. Of course, of course. This you would expect that the race officials at that point will make a call to neutralize the race when you have like these massive crashes. Crashes, no? like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Something yeah, like no, that, no. hopefully, is in place. And there you get the cyclist here and there that just ignores the red flag. But I mean, you can penalize that, that later, I guess. But that never happens. Yeah. Oh, but well, <laughs> just to put you out, like, because I'm, I'm sure people are wondering what Klaus's highlights of this Tour de France has been. So I'm just going to list it. Oh, yeah. The three highlights that he has. Yes. So two of them are guys showing their butts to the <laughs> cameras. Of and course. one of them is a Tour de France tradition now that I think we need to perpetuate. And is the Colombian Brando running next to a cyclist that gets punched either by a cyclist or in this case, I think a motorcycle. It has to be Colombian. We have to give that. We have to give that uh, coming so, up. So if, if it's some other dude running alongside and they get pushed or punched... That's no good. It has to be Colombian. No, no. We have to give the Colombian tradition of the Colombian uh, stupid so fan that, run, that runs next to the cyclist okay, and okay. then gets punched. Okay. Because that happened the, this year. This year. A little late, but... And it was a motorcycle. It wasn't as good as the punch that uh, the other guy got last year yeah. from Chris Froome. But, but uh, let's make it count. When it happens, because the... You know, the face of elation of like, we I'm on TV, we the contrast to, oh, my Lord, I'm going down. Or I just got punched straight in yeah. the face is just so good. And, you you know, especially yeah. better when you're wearing a stupid like Columbia flag wig or something like it just makes yeah, it. That much better. I'm just waiting for the day that we get these like the Bora bikini or oh, whatever Bora it is. That, oh, God. Yeah, the Bora, Bora thing Bora with the Colombian thing on it. And then oh, he gets punched. No. Oh, that I'm going to cheer for I that. Would, one. When I would happens. say that just. Just based on the Colombian fans that I've seen at cycling races, nobody wants to see any of those dudes or ladies wearing that thing. <laughs> Why? Are they not athletic? Uh, for too, too, many, too many chicharrones, yo. <laughs> <laughs> They've had too many platanos. <laughs> La bandeja paisa at work. Yeah, they're eating too much bandeja paisa. <laughs> Um, I was just thinking about this too. That uh, I was thinking about uh, Sean Kelly, and <laughs> he said this thing the other day, and I, I wish I remembered exactly what he was talking about. But it was uh, it was something like, uh, as we say in cycling terms, it was a messy sprint. And I was like, that's one, two, three, <laughs> four, five words that I've used pretty much every day of my life. <laughs> it's not cycling terms. This is just English, as we say <laughs> in technical terms. <laughs> I'm saying technical terms, Sean Kelly is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I hope I'm not using big words out there that nobody understands. In, in podcast terms, we say Kelly is hilarious. I love that dude. I love that dude. We know um, that you love the dude. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, now that you bring up uh, Game of Thrones, I did not watch the episode. Uh, I'm waiting. So that's all I want. You know my pain with Game of Thrones? I actually read the books, all of them, and I didn't wow. watch the. I I yeah. did, I don't know what's people? happening in the TV series, and now Game of Thrones for me ended in a cliffhanger because the freaking book that is supposed to finish it is never going to be written. That's you it. You know. So you know how you know. 
That's it. You know what? The, a surefire way to know if someone read the books for Game of Thrones? Because they won't shut the fuck up about it? Yes. Everybody that is like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I read the box. That's so much better than the TV no, show. No, no, no. What, what? So much better. We are screwed. I mean, this well, is yeah. me sharing the pain because all the time that you put in reading like 6,000 pages lets you do nothing because exactly. the story well, is never going Natalia, to be finished. Natalia, Natalia, that's yes. why I always tell people, don't read books. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, then, then what? You see a book and then you say like, oh, they make a book out of the movie. They brought a book out of the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, oh, don't get me started on Game of Thrones. I have serious issues with that show, but I cannot stop watching it because it, it, it's a whole thing. It's a whole okay. thing. I, okay. I get sweaty just thinking about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, no, listen, guys. So now we are like at the halfway point, past the halfway point um, on the Tour de France. And um, I would like to know if you guys' predictions have changed. I don't even remember my predictions. Well, I'm looking for them right Froome. now. Froome, Anhart, yeah. Quintana. I, I was. The, well, the prediction for. Um, fourth. Which fourth? <laughs> the prediction for Klaus was Uran. Well, there they. Oh no, wait. That was for Liege, but still Liege. Mm. You're funny. My, no, Klaus went no, for Froome because I picked Froome too. So, um, Gaviria is wearing pink. It says this is definitely not. Wow. Oh my god, this goes way back. I man. think you and Mike picked Richie Port with the head, yeah. and I think Klaus and I picked Froome. Oh, you know that does remind me of something. Um, Maybe this is I, I. This is like a misguided comment to make because everything has been kind of neutralized. But I do have to say, Rigoberto Uran is in the shape of his life. Dan Martin yes, is in the shape of his life, and apparently Richie Port certainly <laughs> seemed to be as well. <laughs> Richie Port is sitting at home. <laughs> well, now he is, but I that does that. make for an unusual tour. It's terrible. It's really bad. It's, it's, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, that's the other thing that I'm thinking like, all right, so this, right now they're saying that what, there's, there's less than one minute between one, the first and the fourth, right? Between Froome and Uran. Where would Richie Port be in there? And would that have changed the race? Would Richie Port respect the yellow jersey too, or would he actually attack? Okay, yeah, Mike said uh, Richie Port and Valverde. Natalia said Froome. And Landa, whoa! Mm. I said Port. I was, I was hoping for Chavez. some drama, man. And, yeah, uh, and you, you, you kind of got it. You're kind of getting it. I mean, a little very bit. Very little, very little. Ah, I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied. Well, Klaus said from Quintana. So, well, Mike and I already lost. Mike definitely lost. Both of the people that he picked crashed out. <laughs> uh, but Port, for me, Port and Chavez. Chavez might as well have crashed out. I'm glad that he's still around just because he's still in the backstage pass. That's it. <laughs> he could go yeah, I home for a this point, I wonder if they realized, of course, that he's in no shape to, to really, really be racing. Oh, yeah. But if at this point they're like, don't even try, stay, just get miles for the Vuelta. I'm sure that's what they're, I'm sure. I mean, they haven't even, nah, yeah, yeah. So Natalia had Froome and Landa. So I think Natalia is the closest because Klaus has Froome and Quintana. Quintana is obviously, he might as well go home too. So, yeah. Um, interesting, interesting. 
Do I win something? Uh, no, not yet. Actually, no, you're never going to win anything. Didn't we already discuss this or was this when we first recorded the first thing? How you never win anything. Didn't you say you've never won anything? Yeah, I never won anything. But I keep trying, though. I keep trying. I actually won something just yesterday or the day before. What's today? No. Friday. Friday night, I won a dollar in the lottery. Yes. Congratulations. $3. What's that? How much was the ticket? $3. A dollar. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's what we call, in, in, in gambling terms, we call that I, I, I was even. That's what we call That's a term we use in gambling. That's very technical. Yeah, it's a very technical term. I don't know if you'll understand it. That means even. That means I lost a dollar, but I gained a dollar. So see, one plus one minus is zero. Even. But, but there is something here that if you're rational, then you can say that you're even. But there are certain biases that human has that makes it so you value a win more than a loss. So your win of one dollar is greater than your lose of of the the investment of well, one dollar. Yeah. Like if you had lost it, it will feel you're so saying, much, you know, like more yeah. than the one dollar that it's you put a in. Bias. You're saying Since it's a you bias. Want, yeah. I, yeah, the bias is called stupidity. <laughs> yeah, but that's how we are wired. So there you go. No, 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 absolutely. Hey, listen, I realized that I won a dollar and I was happier than a pig in shit. I didn't even realize that. I did, at the time, I didn't even, oh, wait, it cost me a dollar to win this dollar. <laughs> no, no, you won. You're exactly. a winner. You are oh, a winner. That's I'm a that's winner and a corner. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. You're a winner crusher. Crusher winner? Winner crusher? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> did we talk she's, about... Um, she's cracking herself up. I love this. <laughs> now I don't remember oh, if we talked about... Did we now talk I know about, that. If we're gonna, if we want to get Natalia super angry, talk about the queen, and if we want her to laugh, just ask her to tell herself a joke. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we now did know we talk two about, buttons to push. Did we talk about uh, Strava on this episode or the one that we yes. recorded? In the yeah, morning? you announced that you probably join i mean we went from zero percent to yeah. oh man i'm joining to and then for the my spin class started shaking you cannot edit that out then you have to leave no, no, i'm not gonna <laughs> okay, guess, okay. guess what i'm gonna do i'm not gonna edit it and i'm not gonna join <laughs> <laughs> fair enough <laughs> i'm i'm the boss of but, me okay i am the boss of me oh my goodness gracious I mean, I, 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 are, are we looking forward to the rest of the tour? It's the third week because everything is going to happen in the third week. Like yeah, we were waiting that. for at the Giro. It's the third week. Of course, everything has to happen in this week. Can you of course. believe that if Rigoberto Uran ends up in the yellow jersey, even if it's just for a day, who knows? I think it's unlikely. He would only be the second Colombian ever to wear the yellow jersey. And that the first and only one is Victor Hugo Peña still? Yeah, Peña. That's unbelievable. But listen to this. Victor Hugo Peña won, I mean, wore the yellow jersey. He never won a stage, though. Did he? No, no I think it I was think... in the team time trial that they let him first. No, it was team time trial. And then later, uh, the actual time trial by himself, he beat Armstrong mm. in the individual. Hans, then... what do you think about it? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Victor Hugo Peña winning 
against Armstrong. Happy about that. That's just amazing. <laughs> Do you think that Rigoberto Duran will actually wear the yellow no. jersey? I don't think. Hmm. Um, yeah, listen, I just looked it up. Nope, Santiago, the Colombians that have won the tours in, I mean, stages in Tour de France, Santiago Botero, of course, Felix Soler. Cárdenas, I remember. Eh, Chepe González, Herrera, Pantano, Parra, Quintana, Rincón, Nelson Rodríguez, Soler, and Urán. So, yeah, Victor Hugo Peña never won a stage, but wore the yellow jersey. Interesting. Cuckoo banana stuff. Very cuckoo. <laughs> Very cuckoo. Oh, the other thing is that on Thursday, we have the La Course, La Course by the Tour de France. So this time, the women are not going to be racing in the Champs Elysees. They are going to be doing a 60 plus kilometer race up the Isogde, whatever that is pronounced. Yeah. So they are going to do the same later latest part of the men's um, and then they race. come into the and then they come and then the- and then after that so they they do that and then the 20 first finishers in that uh, race get to participate in this very similar to the hammer series pursuit event two days oh, later Jesus i think when the Christ. when the men are racing the the time trial thingy so they are proving like this new like testing this uh, new format. Yeah, hey, listen, just nobody keep takes, an eye on it and see how it right. goes. That's just, let's just laugh at it right now. Let's just let's just laugh at it and make fun of it right now. That way we don't have to worry about doing it in the next episode. Hey, listen, nobody takes women's cycling seriously. What, what can we do to help that? Help that? Why don't we just make it worse? Let's do this whole thing where you have to qualify to do this. What the fuck is going on? Get the hell out of here. Listen. The only thing that point. I have to complain about it is that they are doing this. We have said that like a thousand times that there are no pure climbers in the women's peloton and that they put yeah. this thing going up the hill and the only person that is remotely close to a pure climber is Katie Hall from United Healthcare and the team is not Katie even Hall? invited. Not uh-huh. even invited. Like, are you kidding me? The only one that is close to me, you know, like the closest thing to a pure climber these days and you don't get the freaking team invited. I'm like, I'm bad. whatever. Wait, but they're going sure. all the way up, all the way up the Colisoire? <laughs> That thing is like that thing is like a ridiculous climb. Yeah, it is really hard, and there are no big climbers in the women's. It's like a straight up HC. Like wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. They are. It's going to be super hard, and that's uh, interesting. So they have like this. This the rule actually for qualifying to the pursuit event. The two days later after that, is it that you have to finish top twenty, but you have to be like within five minutes of the best time we'll see that's sad like, yeah hey, listen yeah. be the top 20 but no no more than five minutes because you know you know how i don't know if you guys both three of them people or get there and the then 25 minutes later that's ridiculous but yeah i, mean, I don't know i don't know i don't know because yeah they, there is no point because then what they do in the pursuit race two days later is that they let them out in respecting the time difference they got getting to the top of uh, the what about uh, respecting so, the yellow jersey do they yeah, <laughs> People are not respecting the yellow jersey. Ridiculous. Okay, so basically we have one, two, three, four, five stages left, right? Five stages. The last stage of the Tour de France, I haven't watched that stage in probably 10 years. I don't give a shit. I find a complete joke. So 
Screw that, I don't care. The, t the time trial, I don't give a shit about that. So basically, that leads me to three, right? And then I look at the profile for uh, tomorrow. I actually swore. Tomorrow, yeah, barring. I don't care, I'm not gonna watch that. And then after that is Wednesday, which is, it's potentially gonna be okay. You know, it goes up my favorite climb, the Col de la Croix de Fer. And the, the only reason I like that climb is because it's called Croix de Fer, which I just think is just an awesome name. You know, the Iron Cross. Um, and then July 20th, which is Colombia's independence, uh, is the Isuard one, whatever, however that's pronounced. And that's the one that obviously Rigoberto is going to win and take the yellow jersey there because it's Colombia's independence. And then three stages that I don't give a crap. So there's basically one and a half more days of the Tour de France that I want to watch. Three stages? What, wait, what? It's a, it's a time trial and then anything can happen on the last day. Oh, anything can happen. You're right. Oh, no. You know why nothing happens? Because you got to respect the yellow jersey while he's drinking his champagne. Yeah, I Dude, know. I would just come behind them, knock the champagne right out of their hand. Whoever's winning. I'm not, this is not against Chris Froome because we all know he's going to win it. But knock it right off and just attack. Be like, take it easy, peasy. I'm out. What if, what if the time trial? What if the time trial were the very last day? Would you watch it then? And there were and there were eight seconds between the top if ten guys. <laughs> and Greg Lamont. <laughs> if, if no, if Menchov was riding the Navy, would, no. I, oh my God, Menchov. I, I, so, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna watch the time trial, but I'm gonna watch the last five guys out. Yeah, I don't care about anything else. It's just who gives a crap, really. I don't know. Listen, I'm obviously incredibly jaded, not only when it comes to cycling, but when it comes to life. All right. I went on a diatribe the other day about how much I hate tennis. Seriously, like 15 minutes talking about how much I hated tennis because of Wimbledon and all tennis. I do. I hate tennis. And I'm just started screaming, just going on and on and on and on. This guy was talking about the, the Wimbledon final, the women's final and blah, blah, blah. And the Venezuelan lady that won or whatever. And I just went off how much I hated tennis. And they were like, from Spain, but relax. Okay. Oh, is she? Oh, whatever. I think so. Right, she's right. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, she's not the black girl. So um, I just went off, yelled, screamed. And then we were on a bike ride. And then I was riding my bike later. And I was like, I really don't hate tennis at all, actually. I don't. It's, I could care less about tennis one way or another. But I get all worked up over things. Like, I don't know why. It's a mystery. Like, it's one of the greatest mysteries in the universe. We are trying to figure it out. Don't worry. We'll get there. We'll be with you along the way. I will say this. I will say this answers. to everybody. To everybody, yeah. I will say this. Please, take care of cancer first. But then second, take care of what the hell's going on with me. And why Why do I just get all bent out of shape over some stuff? Like, who gives a shit? Like, I don't know. Like, if like, you have seen the whole these... Thing with, no, the whole thing with... Uh, what's the name of that guy? Forrest Gump, dude. Um, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Why do I hate him so much? Like even saying his name makes me just want to punch something. What the hell? What is that about? Never met the man. Hmm. Have you seen in the Eurosport, they have this Apple commercial when there is like this girl and she goes yeah. and says, I hate, I everything. hate everything. everything. And then they go, no, but <laughs> you can do this and this and this. Hate it. And it's like, you dude, hate multitask. it. But then you can multitask. Multi-hate. Multi-hate. I don't know why that commercial <laughs> reminds me of oh, you every I single time I see it. <laughs> I love that commercial. I know. I love it. And the oh, things actually, I have, go ahead. Go ahead. The things I have heard you rant about are... And get 
insanely passionate about. And the things I've heard you say are amazing, like unbelievably uh, great. Like what? You can't say that and then not follow it up with a good example. Um, a, a memorable one was when you got really, really angry about cancer research because how could anyone prove that cigarettes cause cancer and that cancer research was stupid? <laughs> Well, here's the thing with that one. I don't even remember saying that at all, but I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not doubting it at all, but really, how can you prove it? Through science? <laughs> science science. We heard of that with a bunch of uh, friends of my wife who are uh, all nurse practitioners and doctors and stuff, whatever. And somehow the whole thing with like vaccinations for kids came up and I was like, oh, no, oh, I'm going to do this one. You know, <laughs> it's going to be good. And I was like, I don't know about you guys, but I would never vaccinate my kids. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the, the looks that I got from those people, especially my wife, she almost yeah. killed me. I was like, no, I, I, there is no proof. that. <laughs> See, best. but why do you do that? Because then you're getting reactions from people. Some of them, maybe you don't know that well. So what is the joy in it? I, I don't, I, I don't know. He just couldn't hold himself. That's what I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I have to say. I have to say, just to piss them off. Yeah. But you know, it, it's, it's like a weird thing. I, I'm not getting anything out of it other than this weird, morbid satisfaction of knowing that I'm pissing people off. I don't know what it is with that specifically. I mean, that wasn't even a rant. I just said that. And then later I was like, guys, I'm kidding. Obviously, you know, I went to college. I know better. (laughs) (laughs) Well, by the time we uh, meet again next week, we will know who won the Tour de France in 2017. We will also know who won the green jersey. (laughs) And um, we would know who wins the white jersey, uh, Yates. And we know who wins the polka dot jersey uh, from, um, what's his face? Uh, Barguil. So, yeah. And we would know who wins the La Cours and the Pursuit In the the Hammer Stage Part 2 or whatever the hell it's called. I just have to, like, people, if you have a chance to watch it, just leave the TV on and just for rating. (laughs) to see like some people are watching or just program the DVR so you know like every click counts just to see that there is somebody watching these things somebody would be watching and be like (laughs) multi-hate exactly Uh, multi-hate that's a good right, everybody thank you everybody for downloading we love you guys Uh, we really do I mean at least I do I love you guys I don't want to speak for the other three goons Um, thank you very much for downloading thank you very much healthiq.com slash speed and guess what we're out of here peace Kure kure takora.